Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Latina Investors. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with a quick announcement. So I am doing a Facebook, or no, not Facebook, IG Live series um, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Investing Building Blocks. So this is gonna be perfect for if you're someone who's like, okay, I've heard people talk about like Roth IRAs, I've heard people talk about in accounts, I've heard people talk about mutual funds, like Fulanito at my job was telling me about stocks and Fulanita was telling me how like she's going to do XYZ with her like 401k and you like have all of these different like scattered ideas and thoughts about investing. Um, but you haven't like really been able to put them together. This is going to be really helpful to kind of set, give you some like building blocks to help you understand more about like what's going on with investments and, and that the conversations you might be like having. So this is going to be every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and yeah it'll be fun um you can answer questions during the live it's more interactive so yeah definitely come especially if you listen to the podcast um it'd be it'd be cool to like um just like interact more I feel like the podcast is one-sided I mean in my mind it's two-sided and we're having a conversation and you're just like listening and nodding (laughs) and I'm like yeah yeah uh uh-huh um but and IG live I think it just gives an opportunity to like just ask questions and like interact. So uh, tune into that, head over there. It's going to be Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm not sure if I said that already, but in case I haven't, there you go again. So that is the announcement. Um, Couple life updates just to kind of fill you in on what's going on with my life. Um, Nothing much other than this weekend's gonna be pretty busy. I am going to Miami on Friday to spend some time with um, some friends, particularly one of my best friends like that I've had since, she's been my friend since I want to say sixth or seventh grade, so a long time. Um, and we're going to do this like pedal party, which is essentially like this, I don't know if you guys have seen them, they're like bike, they're like bike buses I don't know that doesn't that's not a good description but it's essentially like one person driving this like this like bar this like okay it's a bar on a bike so there's a driver and they're like navigating the bar on a bike and then when you're sitting like let's say you're sitting at the bar instead of like sitting on a stool you're sitting on like almost like this bike thing and you have to pedal and like when you pedal you help the driver you kind of like all um, contribute to like moving this like like this bar (laughs) so anywho we're doing that Jared's coming with me and yeah I'm excited I'm excited I feel like it's gonna be a throwback to college days because um it is my best friend her husband who I also was friends with in college and then like his friends who I don't know but um I knew knew of them knew them in college so so yeah I feel it I was telling Jared I was like man this is gonna be like a um, like a throwback college day, but like with you. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. The day right after 
at like 8 p.m. I, or not 8 p.m., sorry, 8 a.m. I'm flying to New Jersey. So that'll be fun. I'm going to go visit my brother and mom. And then my dad is meeting us there. And we're just going to, yeah, celebrate Father's Day, which I'm really excited um, about being able to do that. It was a little bit impulsive, impromptu kind of both um because I planned my Miami trip intentionally like the Saturday before Father's Day because on my way back from Miami I was gonna stop at Naples to um you know to spend time with my dad and then like last week he was like I'm going to uh New Jersey for Father's Day and I was like cool 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 I I don't think I ever communicated that I'm planning to visit you (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. I'll meet you guys in New Jersey. So that'll be fun. I'm excited about that. Um, Let's see what else. Um, What I'm watching right now. So something to know about me is that I love, love trashy TV. Love it. I love it. I live for it. (laughs) So I have started watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation. I actually started watching it in 2020. Um, but I didn't finish it. I think I got to like season two, which at the time I think that was like, like all they had. Um, but now I kind of tuned back in and they have six seasons, which, oh my gosh, what? (laughs) And I'm currently in the episode where Mike gets his, um, his sentence for, for like, you know, this tax stuff that he did. So that was, that's the episode that I watched yesterday. I was watching it. Jared came in to the living room and he's like, what are you watching? And I was like, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Do you want to watch? And so we watched like two episodes and he's like, I don't know why I'm watching this. I'm like, because it's so good. (laughs) And it's so ridiculous. I think that's why I love uh, reality, trashy reality TV. It's just because it's like, so ridiculous and like it it just gets you out of your like your your own like day-to-day life right and so I super enjoy it a friend actually came over today to do a workout and she was telling us uh, about this other like really uh fun super dramatic um reality tv show gosh I can't remember what it's called now um I think it's like uh, I can't remember something island and so she was explaining the premise and whatever. And she was like, you would love this show. It's like so dramatic and like such reality TV. And like, it's just like, you can't look away because it's, it's, it's a train wreck, but you can't look away. You would love it. And I, <laughs> I wasn't offended. I was just like, you know me, you know, you know who I am. You know what I like. <laughs> so anywho, that is a little bit about what's going on in my life. But let's jump into the episode. Sorry, that was long. Um, Today, I want to talk about your thoughts about the word budgeting and also like how the idea of budgeting makes you feel like you're regressing or you don't have enough money or you're like, like broke or poor, like there's so much connotations that come with the word budget. And I kind of want to unpack that and share a little bit of my thoughts and why the word budget doesn't ever make me feel that way and the way that I look at it. And I want to um, just help you 
see the tool for what it is and, and kind of like neutralize a little bit the word. Um, and, and here's the thing. I understand if you're like, I'm never going to like that word. Like I don't like it. I don't want to use it. I feel that way about being in debt. Like I will never say I'm in debt. I'll just say like, yeah, I'm holding debt. <laughs> it, the, like the phrasing and the words matter to me. So I am go- going to choose different language. And so I am using the word budget right now, but that doesn't mean I like want you to use that word, right? Like feel free to create um, to create a word or a phrase or a, um, a way to describe your money management in a way that feels empowering to you. Um, for some people, that's money plan. Uh, for some people, it's a spending plan. For, for other people, it's a, um, you know, gosh, what, a, what other, um, a money map or a conscious spending plan. Like really, there's, there's literally so many different ways to name planning your money choose the one that feels empowering to you if it's if it's not budget don't use it um for me the word budget doesn't feel triggering uh it never has and um i think it's just because i i saw it as a tool to get me what i want and so so yeah let's dive in let's dive into to all of this so Let's first like identify what happens when you hear the word budget. Sorry, I'm like rearranging here. Um, what happens when people hear the word budget? So immediately the word budget to a lot of people means restriction, right? It's like, oh, now there's this like budget that I have to follow and I don't want to follow it and it's going to tell me I have to spend on the things you love that I love and I have to save. So annoying, <laughs> right? And so... So yeah, I think that is definitely kind of the narrative when you hear the word budget, but here is how I think of the word budget or spending plan or really anything. It's just about creating an intentional plan for your money, right? And intentional just means you decided ahead of time. I think that's the key here because when people hear the word budget, it, it, they almost kind of assume like, oh, a budget is going to tell me that I need to save money and I don't want to. I want to just spend my money that I the way that I want to and I don't want to like have this budget tell me I have to save X amount of money, right? But when you think about a budget just being an intentional plan and intentional means I decided ahead of time what I'm going to do with my money, I want you to know that you can decide to do whatever you want with your money. You have full freedom and authority to make the money moves that you want to make. And the the thing here is it's getting to a place where you're intentionally deciding ahead of time, right? Like let's say you make $5,000 a month. How do you want to use that $5,000? Like, and, and if it is like, I would like to save 20 and spend 80. Or I would like to save 10 and spend 90. Or I would, lo- I would like to save zero and spend 100. All of those are okay. If that is what you want to do with your money, it is 100% okay for you to do what you want to do with your money, right? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely wanting to save 
more or pay off your debt or start investing, right? There's something in you that's like, hey, I don't, I don't want to spend a hundred percent of my money. I want to, I want to spend some and I want to use a portion of it to build wealth, whether that is growing my savings account, paying off my debt or investing. Like I, I have a desire to do that, right? And so here's the thing, like I want you to decide like what is it that you want like what percentage or what amount do you want to save or invest or or put towards debt every single month right and so i don't want you to like tell me oh i don't know don't don't do that <laughs> first of all i i it irks me when people say i don't know i i sometimes do it too but i'm like i try to catch myself and here's why I don't know is the easiest way for your brain to kind of like, um, I, I did this like uh, dodge. I did this like dodge movement. <laughs> you didn't see it, obviously. Um, it's it's your brain's easiest way to dodge a question, right? Because I don't know is so, it's lazy and it's simple and it's easy, right? Like, hey, can you, how can you make an extra um, $5,000 this year? Well, I don't know, right? If you, if you offer that, like your brain stops problem solving right there because it's found a very logical answer. I don't know. I don't know how I would do that. I don't know also means I'm not going to think about it because I don't know. I'm not going to try and figure it out because I don't know. And so it's just not a very helpful way to, to approach your money. And so you always want to at least give your best guess. I always do this to my clients until they catch on. Um, but I'll ask them something and they'll be like, I don't know. So I'll be like, oh, well, what's your best guess? Or another one is like, oh, well, if you did know, what would you say? <laughs> and then they'll tell me. And I'm like, oh, you did know. You just needed a little, a little extra there to help you, you know, to help you get there. So back to back to you. Decide right now in this moment what is the amount you want to save and could save, right? I know that a lot of you might, um, well, some of you might be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know how much. Um, but I, like, I think you, I think we're all aware of our money. We all are all aware, like, what is the amount that I can, um, consistently hit every month, right? I asked my, um, little cousin, hey, um, when I helped him open his Roth IRA, I was like, hey, what is an amount that you, that you know that you can hit? Like, you don't have drama about it. You know, like, okay, every month, like, I know I'm going to be able to hit this. Um, he is like a college student and also a, uh, works a part-time job, I believe. Um, and so he was like, Oh, $25, right? He, he could say that confidently and with, with conviction and faith because he just, he knows his money, right? He knows what amount is an amount that he can hit every month. So I'm going to ask you the same question for you. What is an amount that you know you can hit every single month? Write that down, think about it in your mind, and then that's your number, right? Now, um, what stops you from saving this amount every single month? And if you are hitting this amount, then you then I would challenge you to pick an amount, um, your next sort of um, 
your next level of saving and investing, right? So if you're like, oh, I can hit 100 and I do, but I'm still not saving as much as I want, then you would pick like, okay, my next iteration of like, I know I can hit this would be like 150 or 200. Um, and for you, it might not be like, oh, I can easily hit this, but it might be like a, oh, I know I could. I know, I, I know this is possible and it wouldn't like, you know, affect me that much. I would, I, I would maybe feel it, but I, I know I could say that much. Okay. So once you have that number, whether it's like an easy, like I can hit this or like, oh, I know I could hit this. What stops you from actually saving that amount each month? Like take some time to like think through like, all right, why don't I actually do it? And so I've come up with like three reasons potentially why you put, you know, you, it, you don't hit the, the amount that you want to save or put towards debt or start investing. Um, one of them is I just forget, like I forget, I don't, I haven't set up an automation to actually send money to my savings account. Um, I have other things that I'm doing by the time, like it gets to the end of my paycheck cycle, like I don't have enough to send over and so it just doesn't get done early so I forget and it doesn't it doesn't work so for you I would say set up an automation set it up so that if you get paid on Friday on Monday you are like there is an automatic transfer set from your checking account to your savings account of half of the amount that you want to hit for the month so for example, if your amount is $150 or let's just say, let's stick with $150, then every paycheck you would send over 75. And so you would get paid on Friday, on Monday, 75 goes into your savings. That would be what I would recommend if you're like, I just forget. Like I just, it just doesn't cross my mind to do it. Set up an automation, let that just ride out and you'll be good to go. Um, the second thing is, oh, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel restricted. Like, I feel like I already need all of my, my money and I, um, I don't want to like send over because what if I don't have enough? And so if this is your concern, I want you to lean into like, okay, but what is an easy target? Like what feels really easy to do? Right. And I would also compare this to like what's something that like if you saw if you really wanted something and you went to Target or you went somewhere and you saw the price of this, you would be like, oh, yeah, I can get that. Whatever that number is, is that thirty dollars a month? Is that a hundred? Is that seventy five? Like what is an amount for a purchase that you wouldn't second guess on? That's your number. That's your easy target. And so if right now you're like, oh, I might feel restricted, choose the easy target. Make that the amount that you're saving every single month. Um, because that's going to, we're not necessarily concerned about like the amount you're saving just yet. In the beginning, what you want to like cultivate and like build the habit is of actually sending over, Right? sending over to savings month after month after month after paycheck after paycheck after paycheck because when you do something over and over and over again you start identifying as someone who does that and for you if you haven't started saving consistently first and foremost I want you to build the identity of a saver 
you want to see yourself as a person who saves. And that can happen if you're sending over $25 a month or $200 a month or $2,000 a month. The identity has to be built and you are only going to build the identity if you give yourself enough evidence that you do something over and over and over again. This is what helped my husband, Jared. I don't know if I can share this. He he probably wouldn't mind. Like it's a great story. (laughs) This is what helped my husband, Jared start working out. He was like, I want to like work out. Um, I, I want to, but then I don't feel like it. And so I had already kind of developed the, the habit and rhythm of working out. So for me, it was like not something I had to like really think about. I just did it. And so I shared with him like, Hey, I think, I think it would serve you to stop, like stop talking about working out as like something you want to do and stop thinking about it as like, wouldn't it be great? Or like, I, like, I really wish I could and start changing your language to like who you are. And so I know that he, you know, played uh, a lot of sports and he's just like a pretty athletic person. Um, so I was like, tap into an identity that you already like have been and own and start just calling yourself an athlete and athletes train, they train every week. And so start seeing yourself through that lens. Like if you don't want to work out, like practice saying to yourself, yeah, but I'm an athlete and athletes train every week. And so that's what I'm going to do. And it worked. (laughs) He started consistently. Sorry if that was loud. He started, I saw the sound waves and I was like, oh gosh. He started consistently working out and just like built that identity. And over time, like he just identified as an athlete. And I, I, I think that's really cool because I mean, I, I definitely use the identity of an athlete um, to work out consistently now. I've also kind of now started just developing the identity of like, I just, I am a person who works out um, no matter what. Like I might miss a week, but I will work out at least once, twice a week for the rest of my life. Like I just know that to be true. (laughs) Obviously different seasons will challenge that, but I think building an identity is the most powerful life transformative thing that you can do and I want you to start with an easy target that you can hit and that you can build the habit of saving to identify and see yourself as a saver um okay great now the third thing that might stop you from saving or putting money towards your your money goals is um feeling like it's not enough and so this, we kind of touch on this, but like, oh, it's not enough to, to have an automation that only saves X amount each month. It's not enough. It's not worth it. And so what you do is like, ugh, like, let me just not do it. I need to earn more to start budgeting. <laughs> I need to earn more to start saving. I don't have enough money to budget. I don't have enough money to save. I need to like do that first. And that is self-sabotage, right? There's this perfectionist sort of like ideal in us that just wants to hit things a certain way and in a certain timeline and if we mess up or if it's not good enough what's the point and that is not a productive thought or or perspective to have on your way to financial freedom right here's the way I look at it like I am allowed to start at any point and like I I feel like I've also identified as like I'm the queen of messy action 
Jared sometimes doesn't like this because he's like, you didn't do the detail. He's like very detail oriented. And I'm like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. Let's just go 80% of the way there. (laughs) And he's like, no, like focus on the details. But it's really served me because I, because I have that identity, I don't think of things as like not enough or like that wasn't worth it or like I didn't like nail it. I mostly see like, oh great, like I took messy action and this is what I learned. This is what I created. Oh, I took this and I failed, which means that like that doesn't work. What's another approach? So I'm always tweaking and finding. Now, obviously I'm not perfect at this. Like I do get in spirals of like this isn't working or like I failed. Like I do have human moments like that, but I think I do, I have developed the muscle of like everything and every step is worth it. Every growth opportunity, every step towards my goal, every, every amount counts and matters and is super significant. And so I don't, I just want you to think about it that way when you're, when you're deciding hey how much do I want to start saving and the thought of like oh that's not enough it's not even worth it comes up that's just self-sabotage and I want you to like see it in in a different way um so yeah so those are kind of like thoughts about budgeting and the reasons why you might not be budgeting but I want to end off with just like some of my thoughts about why I I like I have never once thought budgeting is a tool that only people who don't have money have. Like I I remember having a conversation with a couple of clients and it was the same sort of narrative, which I've heard from multiple clients. So I know like you guys probably have this like thought cross your mind too. And it's okay that you do, but I want to offer you like a different perspective and sort of like the idea that man, if I just, if I made so much money, like I wouldn't even have to think about spending it. Like I would just be able to buy whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. Like that's what I want. That to me, that's financial freedom. And the fact that I have to plan my money just makes me feel like so annoyed. Like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I thought I was beyond this. Like I thought I like made it to a point where I didn't have to plan and I didn't have to budget. And I hate that like I have to, right? That's kind of where they're coming from. And for me, I never thought about a budget as something that um, that I, I'm using because I didn't have a lot of a lot of money. And the and the crazy part is, is I I like I actually was making $22,000 a year, which is not a lot of money. I know that's my own thoughts, but we can all kind of agree like that's not a lot. <laughs> um and and so I was in a position where like I had to use a budget. And and I even say this like I kind of had to I was kind of forced to like learn to budget cuz I had to figure out how to make this work. But I and I think this is why I'm having an aha moment in real time. I think this is why I never looked at a budget as something that I had to use because I was so like not making a whole lot of money. I always look at that time as like, man, this tool really served me. This tool allowed me to make it work after $22,000 a year. Like I always look at budgeting and planning in this tool with such gratitude, with such like, like, Like I'm just so, um, 
excited to use the tool because I I look back and I and I think like if this helped me with this salary, I can only imagine what it will help me do once I increase my income or as my income starts growing or now that I'm making more money. So I want you to think about a budget and and a, a plan for your money or a spending plan as like planning will get me more of what I want. Planning and budgeting and managing my money and learning how to spend less than I earn or earn more than I spend, that skill is going to get me what I want. And if what you want is to eventually be at a place where you don't have to consider if you can afford something or how much you're going to spend in each category or how you're going to manage your money, if, if that's what you want, this is the tool to get you there, right? This, this like planning and budgeting, like and learning the skill set of how you want to spend your money, how can you delay gratification, distinguishing between a want and a need, like this is the way there. Getting to that end dream of like, I don't have to think about money. I'm like, you know, it just, it is what it is. Like, I don't have to like worry about it. This is the way there. So some of my thoughts about about um, budgeting that have really helped have been um, planning gets me more of what I want. Um, knowing what I have is liberating. I like, I like being able to be like, all right, this is what I have. Great. I know what it is and I feel free. Like I feel free, um, just having that information. Also certainty gives me comfort. (laughs) I love, I love knowing. I also, I'm an Enneagram five. So like knowledge, facts, data are like my jam. So for me, information is really comforting. It, it, It provides a lot of safety for me. Um, uncertainty and the unknown, kind of does the opposite for me. Like I'm like, I don't like not knowing. I, I, my, my biggest like Enneagram fear is like feeling incompetent. And so if I ever am in a situation where like I feel incompetent, I like super get triggered. I have to like self-regulate and be like, it's okay, Andrea, you don't have to know everything. <laughs> but <laughs> that has helped me with money management because I liked looking at the numbers. I like seeing the information. Like it might not always be the information that I want to see or that I like, but I know it. And to me, knowing and certainty gives me a lot of comfort. The other thing is planning means I can spend worry-free. I don't have to worry about, can I get this? Can I not get this? Like I know. And if I want to get it, I also know how I can make it work, right? Like I always am clear and I just know what's going on. I have knowledge. I feedback from my numbers because I know them and I see them. And then this third one, is uh, boundaries are freeing. And I think that's such a revolutionary thought because we, I think we have this idea that freedom or feeling free is kind of just having like no boundaries, no limits, um, and we are just able to kind of, you know, do whatever, whenever. And I think like boundaries are actually really health, um, healthy. And when you think about like boundaries in relationships, like 
you are able to fully be who you are once you start implementing boundaries, right? Especially if you're like a people pleaser, like you have this tendency to like go with, go with whatever people want you to do or say yes or like, you know, just not not be true to who you are. But once you start implementing boundaries, you are more free to be you. And so for me, I've always just, well, I haven't always known that to be true, but that had that has super resonated with me, like the idea that boundaries are actually freeing. And, I, and I've seen that play out in my relationships. I've seen that play out when I started growing and implementing boundaries. And so I just translated that belief about boundaries into my money and my planning. And so now for me, financial boundaries are freeing. Like it allows me to actually get what I want, right? And obviously there's like this tug and pull um, of of like distinguishing with like, I want both things, right? Two truths. Like I, I want to just like spend all of my money on eating out and trying all of the fun restaurants because that's that's what I like doing. And I also want to hit my goal, like my financial goals. Like those are really important. I want both. And and how do I wrestle and reconcile with, with that? Um, but at the end of the day, I, I like the intentionality deciding ahead of time, like, hey, this is what I really want. And an intentional ahead of time, Andrea, and in the moment, living my best life, Andrea, those two, they can kind of get at it sometimes, right? Like one of them's like, why are you so annoying? Let's just live our life. And the other one's like, okay, I hear you. I hear you, but this is what you actually want. This is like, we talked about this, (laughs) right? And so like, you have to like feel that, um, that tension and also get get good at finding the balance finding the balance of like all right this time this time you're gonna take it this time you are like finding the ebb and flow of that but always like just having those those plans those boundaries that create freedom because they actually get you more of what you want so that is how I think about budgeting and managing money. And I think it's such an empowering tool. I don't think that um, I have ha- I had, I did have a moment or a season where I thought I was beyond it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm making more than $22,000 a year. I don't need to budget anymore. Fast forward two years and I saved no money. And I was like, mm, maybe I should just use the tool again. So, so I think that, I, I share that because I want you to know that like it's a very common common um, thought to to have and to think and and if you're there like I've been there and I and I was there and I spent two years in that like thought perspective like oh I don't need this tool I don't need to plan I can just spend and it's fine and then and then I had a moment where I was like oh you know maybe maybe it wouldn't hurt maybe it wouldn't hurt to to plan my money. Maybe it wouldn't hurt to be intentional. Um, but I, I had to learn that lesson, you know, and, and I had to, I had to be ready to change. And sometimes, sometimes you're, you're ready to change and sometimes you're not. And I think being patient with yourself and, and giving yourself permission to, to want what you want. Um, and, and just like being okay with like your own journey, right? Like if you're not ready to step into like managing money or planning, um, then that's okay. But if you're like, 
you know, I think I am ready. I think I know that I know it'll be different. I know it'll be new, but I, but I want to, I want to learn how to do this. I want to feel empowered, feel free, feel, um, just excited to manage my money. I don't want it to feel restrictive. I don't want it to be stressful. I don't want it to be something that I'm always thinking about or always regret. I just want it to feel peaceful and exciting and light. Um, so if that's what you want, I invite you to join my one-on-one money coaching program. Um, inside one-on-one it is a four-month program and we go through pretty much like financial literacy. You will learn how to save in a way that feels good to you while also enjoying your money and spending on the things you love. Um, if you're kind of beyond that stage and you're like, hey, I, I know how to save. I have, a, I have a big savings account, but I don't know how to grow my money. I also help you learn how to leverage and use the stock market to grow your money. So those are, that's like who one-on-one is the best fit for. Um, The way that I help you do that is through weekly Zoom calls. So we'll meet for 60 minutes every single um, week. We'll we'll be on a Zoom call. I will teach. There'll be lessons led by me. Um, you'll also have access to a personal finance course where you'll have trainings, um, videos to watch, and just kind of like concepts to help you practice and learn how to save, how to spend, how to plan your money, um, and how to you know create a financial circumstance or, or, or picture that that you love. Um, and then in between calls, um, if you need support, I also offer Voxer, which is a messaging app. So if you ever get stuck or if you have a question, you can always, it's like texting, you can text me um, or send me like a voice note and we can coach over the phone as well. So you could get coached daily if you use it um, Monday through Friday. <laughs> I take Saturdays and Sundays off and let's see what else. Yeah, that would be it. So it would be the one-on-one personal coaching calls, the course, um and voxer support and the investment for that is three thousand dollars paid in full but i also have payment plans available so if you feel like hey i know that i want to get to a place where i feel like i am managing my money in a way that feels good to me then i invite you to apply you can look at the description to book a call or head to the link in my bio on instagram and book a call through there Ooh, but that is it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope this was helpful and I will see you next week. Bye.